It's the Sports Talk with Reg and Brandon podcast, episode 11. Brandon and I will be reviewing the NFL Week 4 games. Also looking at NFL's battle with COVID-19 once again. Going over Game 4 of the NBA Finals where the LA Lakers defeated the Miami Heat 102-96. And giving you our Game 5 predictions. And also covering the MLB postseason where the NL and ALDS is currently underway. Stick around, check us out. What's happening, bro? Nothing much, man. How are you? Good, man. A lot of sports going on, man. Um, Big NFL week four. Then you got the finals. Look like it's coming to an end. Most likely. then then uh, MLB postseason, that's all underway. Um, let's just do this week four blitz real quick. Uh, so you got the Broncos over the Jets, 37-28. The Jets are 0-4 for the second consecutive season. Uh, Panthers over Cardinals, 31-21. Panthers 2-0 without Christian McCaffrey. Colts over Bears, 19-11. Colts allowed just 28 rushing yards. That's the fewest the team has done since 2009. Bengals over Jags, 33-25. JB with his first win. Browns over Cowboys. Jeez. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 49-38. Dak Prescott, over 450 yards, uh, passing yards in his third straight game. But yet the Cowboys are 1-3, not not understanding um saints over lions 35 29 lions have lost six straight in which they've where they've led by 10 points or more Mm. Hmm. intrigue vikings over texans 31 23 dalvin cook for six rushing touchdowns in the first four games i think that's the uh the second most uh in franchise history Seahawks over Dolphins also score 31-23. Seattle with a 4-0 start for the first time, for the second time in team history um, since 2013. I believe that was a Super Bowl year where they lost to New England. Don't quote me. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers over Chargers 38-31. Tom Brady had five touchdown passes first time. Uh, He's done that since week three of 2017. Um, Baltimore over the Washington football team, 31-17. Here's an intriguing stat. Um, 21 points or more. This is for Baltimore. They scored 21 points or more in the 27th straight game. That's the longest active streak among uh, any team. Rams over Giants, 17-9. Did you see that big hit with Jalen Ramsey on a Golden Tate? Yeah. Tell me it wasn't personal. I know that's definitely personal. I'm pretty sure they got a beef going on, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's no suspension with the punches being thrown. Uh Bills over Raiders 30 to 23. Buffalo 4-0 start for the first time since 2008. Uh the Eagles. Thank you. The Eagles over the Niners 25-20. Why thank you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but look. George Kittle, 183 receiving yards. That's the most by a tight end versus the Eagles for the first time since 1948. That's crazy. Yeah, that's old. Long time yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Packers over Falcons, uh, 30-16. to 16. Uh, Tight end Robert Tonyan, 
three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. That's the most uh, by a Green Bay Titan in the Super Bowl era. Like, good. Wow. Yeah. More than Jimmy and, Graham, huh? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yep. And Chiefs over Pats, 26-10. KC won. Um, KC's won nine of the last 10 by 10 points or more. Uh, that includes the playoffs as well. So some very interesting week four games. Let's just get into the Cowboys. You know, they seem to to be dominating the headlines once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just thought the stat was interesting. 450 yards uh, in their third straight game for, for Dak Prescott. But yet this team is one and three. Now, I know we talked about it before. Um, you know, they're, I believe they're, their next five, they're winnable games. And honestly, I, I thought with Cleveland coming into town, I thought that that was a winnable game because Cleveland and me, they just look like a team that just, they seem like they, they got all the parts. They just don't, don't quite know how to put them together, but they've proved me wrong. I mean, Cleveland looks pretty good. Um, but I'm, I'm just not understanding it with the Cowboys. Like, What's going on with them dudes? It looks like their defense is really suspect. Because um, mm-hmm. I think Dak is leading the league in passing yards. So um, their offense is definitely, you know, going. Um, I think I think they need to get Zeke a little bit more involved because he looked really good in the yeah. beginning of the season. But, yeah. I mean, he kind of gets game scripted out of it. Even though he, he is a nice, I mean, he is a, he's a pretty good re- receiving back. Um, he can handle the screens pretty well and kind of make people miss in space. Uh, right. But but their defense, man, they, I don't know what's going on. I thought I thought their defense was going to be better than what what they've looked like. But I mean, when you take that run that Odell had, um, that end around run that he had for the touchdown, like yeah. I mean, that was some of the worst attempts to tackle somebody I've like I've seen recently by an NFL team. I mean, it almost looks like they're a defense of like some of the worst teams in the league, kind of like the Dolphins were last year, how they were so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. man, but they, they, they do not look good. The Dolphins came on um, a little bit towards towards the end of the year. Then again, of course, you know they they didn't make the playoffs, but. Um, it looked like they uh, Miami started to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they, everyone's going to start gelling together better as the season goes by, and that's what you probably, as Cowboys fans, would hope that happens to their defense. But right now, like, they look awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I'm just – I guess what I'm just confused on uh, with the Cowboys, like, why – why? Like I, I, I get C.D. Lamb was, he was the value pick. I mean, to get him where they where they where they were able to grab him. I, I just don't understand. Like, it seems like you got so many other needs. Like, you need DBs. Um, I think your linebackers are a little outdated, uh, and some of them are just happen to be banged up all the time, starting to develop that reputation. Uh, Lathan Vanderesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they – is it possible that, that, that they probably overpaid for Jalen Smith? Uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, like, I like Diggs. I think he's a good back. Um, like, 
I just think he makes some of the mistakes, but he's probably like their best defensive back that's been playing recently. But like everyone else yeah. has been so bad that like you don't even notice that people are out. Like certain names are out on the field. Um, yeah. Their line, I don't think, is getting enough consistent pressure because you know people are dropping. I mean, because this is the thing: like the Cowboys every week are scoring tons of points. So yeah, like and they're, yeah. the their other teams are also to beat them or had to have to score tons of points, and in order to do that, like it just doesn't seem like the lines getting pressure. It doesn't seem like the backs are covering well. The safeties aren't really covering well. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's on the defensive side. But one thing I will note about that is that when um, Mike McCarthy coached for um, you know the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, the Packers' defenses weren't really that elite, and it always seemed like Aaron Rodgers had to throw for a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns to be able to. But they were they they were bend but don't break. They weren't elite, but they, they were a bend but don't break defense. Because I mean, they they had some good corners, um, guys like Devon House, guys like Tremont Williams, yeah, uh, Charles Woodson, Hall of Famer, who was in their secondary. They had some good players back there. Um, again, they were they were bend it, but but don't break. You know, they could they could create turnovers, right? They can get the football back for Aaron Rodgers. Right now, I'm, I'm just not seeing that at all uh, from from this Cowboys defense. But I think what would also help them, and you brought this up, was the running game. I mean, here it is: Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries, 54 yards, uh, average four and a half a pop. But then on the passing side, Amari Cooper, 12 catches. For 134 on 16 targets. CeeDee Lamb, five catches, 79 yards on seven targets. Uh, Dalton Schultz, eight targets. Ezekiel Elliott, eight targets. Run the football. You're at home. You got a winnable schedule. You need to win some games in a very weak division. Run the football. Yeah, they, they need to slow the game down big time. Yeah. You can't yeah. be having a 49 to 38 score. Like, you know, your defense is suspect. So because of that, you have to try to take time of possession away from the other team. And in order to do that, you have to start running the ball to slow the game down. If you're just on a chunk, you know, chunk yardage down the the field, because you do have elite receivers. Like I mean, I understand it. Like you got elite receivers, utilize them. But like, I mean, you also have a very elite running back, so utilize that as well. Not many teams have mm-hmm. an Ezekiel Elliott. Let's be honest. Got you. So how about the Houston Texans? So Bill O'Brien fired this week, uh, which we all kind of knew was coming. But surprising story came out today that uh, him and J.J. Watt had a heated exchange at practice. Was it uh, this past week? Yeah, I think it was the story just came out. But I think they argued maybe like a couple weeks ago. I think it was like week two or something Uh like that. They might have had an argument. Um, but man, that just goes to show the, the culture that you know Bill O'Brien has created there. Um, I mean, his his trades as general manager have been horrendous. Okay, like oh, yeah. you got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, who, by the way, they're not even utilizing well because David. I mean, I know understand that David Johnson's you know was hurt last year, was never right, and he kind of looked slow and, and he had to very look good in his first game of the you know the season but they just haven't really utilized him well it's one of the situations where i feel like the texans another they just he 
their running backs just get game scripted out because of the situation. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Sean Watson just go constantly three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm happy that Bill O'Brien's gone because I feel like they're going to be a better team regardless who coaches them. Um, because, man, that dude is horrendous as a general manager and horrendous as a head football coach. And I don't understand why the Texans gave him the power to do both. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say more. Mate, I, I don't want to take anything from them. Like, they, they were a playoff team. Um, they've been to the playoff multiple times, you know, with him as their head coach. Uh, but uh, but just, just to your point, I, I just don't understand what, when they give – Head coaches the power to shop for groceries, man. Like that's a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's necessary for any team to give the head coach GM powers like that. And and more importantly, like yes, they made the playoffs, and yes, they looked like a good team. But like that is Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt. Like that's not coaching, to, in my opinion. I don't think he had an effect to the team that you're seeing and I think this year you're really witnessing not having that safety net and DeAndre Hopkins and what that does because yes you might have been you know third and eight or third and seven last year but they were able to throw it to DeAndre to get that first down I mean the dude's an elite wide receiver he was I, I think before this week this past week started DeAndre was leading the league in reception yards so like he's still a beast so um, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that like, more importantly, I, I know they got like the trade that doesn't make sense is like how they got Brandon Cooks. I think they got Brandon Cooks for like a second round draft pick, but they traded DeAndre Hopkins away for David Johnson and a second round draft pick. And you're just like, dude, you would, yeah, you got nothing like David Johnson. I mean, he, to me, I like him and I think he is a talent, yeah. but like in, in reality, like. You could get another David Johnson through a draft or through a free agent signing. Like, I mean, he's not like a like a top five, top ten running back. He's like a top fifteen running back. So, to to, to trade away, so I just take I take David Johnson as that piece that they they think they wanted. But like at the end of the day, like they really just swapped Brandon Cooks for DeAndre Hopkins and as a general man I'm looking at that from a general manager's perspective and I'm like what the fuck is that guy doing so like I don't know I think it was a bad move <laughs> it shows it shows why they're not doing so well when that when that happened when like I keep saying when things start going hey haywire at the top the team's not going to perform well yeah well I mean I said it before I said this you know after the first game with that loss, like you, we we had an idea of what the Texans would look like. I mean, it, it's clearly uh, Deshaun Watson or nothing. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not really all that impressed with uh, with David Johnson. I mean, he's a guy that's. I think his best years are behind him. They're in Arizona. I, I think his best years are behind him, and the only you traded away uh, your franchise quarterback's only security blanket and D-Hop for a dude that has multiple uh, history of concussions and is probably one concussion away from retiring. Yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know, it's just, the, just looking at the move at face value, it, it, it just didn't make sense. I mean, it didn't make sense because even when Brandon Cooks was, 
like when he was in New England, he wasn't utilized like he should be. And he didn't really look like an elite wide receiver when he was in Los Angeles. He yeah. wasn't a really elite yeah. wide receiver. I mean, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were the guys preferred over him anyways. So you literally got this like this third wide receiver t- style guy on your team that really is just known for essentially running deep routes. And, and now they're trying mm-hmm. to use him as like a possession guy and it's not working. Like that just, that stuff's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, not at all. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at the the Rams Giants. You know, um, boy, man, we we really played down. We really played played down. And I think sometimes Sean McVay he kind of gets he kind of gets. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily in his own way of throwing the ball, but it almost seems like he has those moments where he's trying to prove that. Jared Goff is worth his money. And we what we really need to be doing is just run the football. Like when I look at a, a 17-9 score against the Giants, when I look at um starting out to a 25-point deficit against Buffalo, um kind of struggled against Philly, you know, halfway through. Yeah, granted, we end up winning by three scores, but Man, I, I, I would really like to see um, just some consistency with the Rams' offense. Like, we got one of the best rushing attacks in the league with um, Malcolm Brown and uh, Henderson. Uh, Darrell yeah. Henderson. Yeah. And um, Florida State guy yeah. Cam Akers, it looks like he's going to be he's gonna be back this week. So, I, I, I would like to see some consistency on the offensive end. The defense, I, I, I thought, did pretty well. Um Again, Jalen Ramsey's hit. So, do you know the backstory on no, that? No, but I do know that they have a beef with each other. Yeah, so apparently Jalen Ramsey, um, he broke up with Golden Tate's sister. So, they were dating um, and during her pregnancy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's something that's Like his bad, kid? Got uh, a bad blood. His dude. kid? Huh? Yeah, it's hit, yeah, Jalen's oh. kid. Jaylen's Come on, Jalen, what are you doing? Uh, with with Golden Tate's sister. But you know, I, I kind of say it. I mean, it's karma. You want to say karma's a bitch? Because remember when we were talking about Golden Tate sleeping with, or the rumors that were going around with, yeah, Golden Tate sleeping with Russell Wilson's uh, ex-wife. Uh, well, I mean, she, she was his wife at the time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, shit comes back to you. Uh, and, um, yeah. <laughs> well, in that. terms of, like, your, but, um, your team, I think, uh, I think the Rams, they are not, I, I would say, I haven't seen a game yet that they've played up to their potential, to be honest. I think they're a really talented team. They got a really, a lot of talented players on their team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, um, I, like you said, I just wish I could see more consistency from the offensive side. Yeah, well, uh, the, here's a here's the kicker though. I go back and look at these games: the Cowboys one and three, um, the Eagles what one two and one, um, the Giants what zero oh and four, and then we got the football team. That's yeah, so it weird. is. Who, by, who, by the <laughs> way, is now starting Kyle Allen? 
Yeah. Kyle Allen won some games with Carolina did, last year. Even though I didn't like how Carolina yeah. handled that, the push Cam out, but that's it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't really Ron Rivera, though. I think that was, you know, I think, honestly, I think that was more of a David Pepper call. Um, he just wanted yeah. to start anew. And and, and, and David Pepper, he, he's a new owner. Or Tepper. Tepper, I think that's his, yeah. T, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you, you know how it is. Like, you know, you, you first buy a team, you know, you, you, you kind of want to start with, you know, with your pieces that you're bringing to the table. Um, but at any rate, man, let's take a quick break, man, pay some bills. We come back, you know, let's, the NFL and COVID at odds yep. again. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick break and you guys stay with us. Yeah, man, I'm just looking at the score. So the A's over the Astros, 8-7, to top of the eighth inning. Bases Who's that loaded. Uh, not that person, but like what team? Oh, good. Uh, okay. A's. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know yesterday, um, <laughs> yesterday I was taking a look at the uh, Padres Dodgers and... Walker Bueller, he had a hell of a fifth inning. I don't know how the hell he got out of it, but um, but the grand slams, like again, um, bases were loaded for for San Diego, and you know that they lead they lead MLB in grand yeah. slams. You know that, right? Yeah. So I'm like, shit, man. Like, but I mean, he, he got out of it though. Pitched a hell of a game. So hopefully, um, we can finish this three and uh, move on. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, man, like the NFL, COVID, like I, we, we talked about this during what, episode one or two, you know, like when, when we yeah. first got started and shit, we're back here. Here we are again. Um, Cam Newton had to sit out last week, uh, you know, for the Pats, you know, he had tested positive. Then he got Stefan Gilmore. He had tested positive on Tuesday. Uh, the Pats canceled practice today, having virtual meetings. However, they still want, um, I guess, some. They still want guys, you know, reporting to the facility for uh, daily screenings, all that jazz. I'm just. It it kind of concerns me now, you know, with the with more positive tests yeah. coming. Right, like I'm, 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 I'm really concerned with that. What's uh, well, I mean, we can see what's going on with the Titans right now. Um, you know, the whole thing is that if if it if COVID hits like that, and for a team, the team needs to have two consecutive days of negative tests that everyone they're testing, and like for the Titans situation, yesterday uh, they had everyone become negative, and then. Today, they ended up getting two more positive tests. So now, again, the Titans game is in jeopardy. Um, so if something like this happens to the Pats, because now Stefan Gilmore has it. And I don't know if you saw, uh, but there's a clip of, like, Stefan being, like, incredibly close to Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game that they had on um, on Monday. And, I mean, you almost just think, like, please, like, test Mahomes and see if he has it type situation. Um, <laughs> test Mahomes. Make sure my quarterback's not fucked up. <laughs> um, because, I mean, that's just the way it's spreading. Um, and, like, yeah. I, I, I can use 
college football as an example here, specifically with with my team, Virginia Tech. Um, you know, or we had to postpone a game against NC State to start the season, and then uh, the very next week when we were able to play, uh, or no, no, excuse me. NC State had to postpone the first game of the season against us because they had a COVID outbreak. But then we had a COVID outbreak and had to postpone our game against UVA. But then, because we've already had two postponement games happen, it kind of put a a lock on our schedule, essentially. And we would probably start having to forfeit games, it seems like. So when when we played our rescheduled game against NC State, which was actually ended up still being the first game of the season for us, we had 22 players out. And like our defensive coordinator was out, our, our backup defensive coordinator was out. And we had our cornerbacks coach calling plays uh, with with twenty two players out as well. And then the next week after that, which was what just happened, we ended up having twenty three players out and all different. Like the, the some players came back, some players still didn't come back, and then there was new players that had it. So it's just like it's a revolving door of just like people constantly getting it and then the guy who you know the cornerbacks coach who had called plays uh in week one for us ended up getting positive and he couldn't call plays week two but luckily our second defensive coordinator came back and was able to call plays even though he wasn't the one who actually did it it's just been incredibly confusing so i can see exactly what would happen if like a nfl team started having an outbreak like tech is having essentially and it's not good like and um you know and especially because like i think college has a little bit more flexibility in terms of schedule but nfl is pretty Mm -hmm. locked in on their schedule and i think what they had to do this titans steelers game to make because i think the steelers had week seven by and titans had week eight by but they had to move everyone's games around in that schedule to be able to both of them have like they're they're by to just be the week that just happened and now they're both playing on week seven so it's just it's utterly confusing the entire thing and i just i feel like this is just the beginning of the end almost (laughs) well i i hope not but check this out so stefan gilmore he took to twitter today He, he made a statement um and it reads this quote thank you to everyone who has reached out since hearing about my positive COVID 19 test your messages aren't unseen and are are greatly appreciated i'm currently asymptomatic and will take this as it comes i don't know what to expect but my spirit is high because of god i've followed every protocol yet yet it happened to me please please be sure to take this seriously the gilly lock is going to sit down into the medical professionals. Let me know it's best to continue normal activity. Your well wishes and prayers mean the world to me and my family. Uh, Again, that's a a tweet from Stefan Gilmore today, who's recently tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, The Titans, like, okay, so like, what, what the hell is going on there? So apparently on... Uh, September the 30th, they had an unsanctioned workout at a local high school. Um, they currently have 20 cases in the last nine yeah. days. They like, can't stop it. Like that's that's the whole thing I was trying to relate to is that they just they cannot. Like once it starts rolling, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I'm not trying to bring up politics or anything like that, but you could see that exactly what's going on in the White House. Like, once it started, like, every day, you're like, oh, a new yeah. person's got it. Oh, this person's got it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Kaylee. The, uh, yeah, Kaylee yeah. McKinney. Um, McKinney or whatever her last name is. Um, Hope Hill and, and so forth. Uh, Melania Trump, uh, First Lady. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, it's just one just huge domino effect. I mean, it's th- again, this is a virus that we've never seen before. I mean, I, I think at least from an NFL standpoint, I'm I, I'm relatively pleased with the steps that they were taking. I mean, they're testing players and coaches, staff members every single day. Um, I mean, you saw hard knocks yeah. this year with um, with the the Rams and the Chargers, like the, the way they were, to, you know, just the the entire operation. You know, and even, you know, with the the way they practice, you know, players spreading out, um, you know, head coach Anthony Lynn with the charges, you know, I mean, obviously him being a guy who's tested positive um, in the past, you know, he's even more vigilant about it. Um, you know, make sure that, you know, players space out during practice, you know, when they get together for, you know, that, that, that final break at the end, they just everybody stop where you're at, say team, whatever, and going about their business. Um Again, I, I think from an NFL, you know, standpoint, you know, with the protocols um, and the practices that they are um, that they have implemented, I, I think they've done a great job. Again, it's just going to come down to the same thing that I said with the Marlins uh, and, and the St. Louis Cardinals with baseball. It comes down to the players once they leave the mm-hmm. facility. Go home. I get it. I mean, I know you don't want to be a choir boy, but you got to go home. I mean, at, at some point, you know, you have to recognize um, that again, that this virus, it's not going away. You know, we're, we're right in the middle of uh, flu season now. Um, you know, as you can tell, the temperatures are starting to get uh, cooler, meaning naturally the virus is, is going to spread easier. It's going to be even stronger. Um, so again, you know, guys, they just, just go home. If, if, if you got a wife or girlfriend, you know, whoever, significant other family member living with you, you got grocery, you know, uh, you know, store errands or whatever, you know, could you have one of them go do it for you? Or if you do it, go and come back, wear a mask. You know I mean? At some point, I just kind of feel like, you know, we have to, we just got to just be able to roll with this thing. Um, we, we just got to be able to, to, to live with it, learn to live with it, but, but do it smart. You know, let's be smart about what it is that we're doing. And when I see the Titans having 20 positive cases in the last nine days, okay, well, somebody's not being smart, Yeah, and that's the thing. It right? keeps spreading, too. Or, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a spread, but it's, like, delayed positives. Like, I mean, I'm not really positive on how that works because, like, maybe all these guys got contracted uh, on technically the same day, but it's getting positive to them you know on different days but you know i'm fearful of what will happen if the titans have to miss this week's game like what what are they gonna do are they gonna have the titans play a game by themselves after the season is over like with everyone else like you know like technically like a week 18 essentially you know what i mean like I mean, yeah, it, it, it seems like that that very well could lead to it. Because my thing is, if you got two teams, right, if you got two teams that got positive tests, let's think about all their exactly. too. That's gonna it's, it's, it's just going to create more positive tests, you know, 
uh, amongst the other teams, you know, throughout the league, where their their guys may be may be doing it the right way. So I mean, I I, I don't know. So I mean, luckily, I haven't seen a case in college or the NFL yet where it's crossed team lines, like the line of scrimmage, essentially. Um, it's always stayed within team, which is kind of strange. But um, you know, that we, it's just the beginning of everything, and there hasn't been that many cases in the NFL. Um, I would, I mean, I don't want to see it, but I would wonder what would happen if, say, like an offensive lineman got contracted with coronavirus right. and they didn't know, and then they played, you know, like because. They, they got it on some random day where they where they already had a game played that, like that morning or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so they're playing against right across from some defensive lineman, and then, then it might transfer over to the team because you're literally just breathing in their face. So um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm kind of nervous. I mean, I'm glad that they're stopping, you know, all their work that they're doing for practice and stuff. Yeah, try to get yeah, it right. But, but yeah, but the Titans yeah. are still not getting it right. Like, I don't see that's the thing is I don't understand how you have a day of no positives and then the next day you got two more positives. That just doesn't that doesn't make sense to me unless those people were like, no, I'm going to go to the store or something like you said. And then, then they don't wear a mask or they might have wore a mask, but they might have like touched their face and not washed their hands or, you know, just just simple things like that. And then now they have it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and I don't want to I don't want to badger the guys too much. I mean, I. I, I coach high school football. Mm. You know this. You know we're allowed to to practice, and you know I'm around uh, players. You know, obviously players and coaches. I mean, but what I try to do when I have my group of guys, you know, I, I, I have them spread out. You know, um, like when we do like our EDDs, everyday drills. Um, usually we'll do four lines, and I'd have them about five yards apart. Uh, this time I, I, I just cut it to, you know, maybe, uh, three or, or sometimes four, but have them 10 okay. yards apart. Right. You know, just to, just that, just to help with social distancing and, and, uh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I just don't want to see the game, the game get cut short because, because if it's any, if it's any game that seems like it that is at risk right now, I mean, luckily the NBA is there at the point to where they're coming to a close. Um, MLB, again, they had their struggle and they seem to have worked it out. And, you know, now they're in the postseason. NFL, man, we're, we just completed the, you know, the first quarter. I'd hate to see, you know, a huge outbreak, you know, throughout the league and then, boom, you know, NFL's got to shut it down. The strangest thing about this is that, you know, it's COVID is just kind of starting in the NFL, I guess, as we put it. And it could end quickly. Like, we could just be experiencing a situation where it'll just go away, kind of like baseball experience. Um, But the thing that, Mm -hmm. like, I just don't understand is that today, literally today, uh, the Dolphins got approval to have max capacity in their stadium. For like it's like sixty six thousand people or something like that. And I'm just, yeah, fans, fans. Yeah, they, they got approval from the Florida governor to have max capacity. What? Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense why that why that's the case. Oh, it's a republic. Yeah, I mean, Ron yeah, I mean, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to be. I don't, we don't want to be political. You know, we don't. We don't want to bring bring politics into sports, but we do talk about you know real life 
uh, situations. But yeah, Ron DeSantis conservative. But but damn, I mean, max capacity. That that's just that's crazy. Maybe because the team is losing so fucking bad, <laughs> they got to find ways to make yeah, it. Yeah, it was the tweet. So it's yeah. funny because when I saw the tweet, um, actually I, I saw a quote retweet from it. And so I'll, I'll try to send you the source uh, later or something like that. But basically uh, yeah. the quote retweet yeah. was uh, like people out here wanting to risk their lives to go watch the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> and I just thought that yeah. was funny because like the Dolphins yeah. are not good. So uh yeah, some yeah, some some treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but anyway, so yeah, we gonna uh, cut to a break. When we come back, um, let's get in that NBA, the Lake Show. Looks like they gonna wrap it up, wrap up the NBA Finals versus the Miami Heat. They won Game Four last night, one hundred two ninety six. We'll break down that game. Uh, do a preview of game five on Friday. Uh, stay with us. All right, man. So the Lakers look like they are one game away from hoisting at Larry O'Brien. Um, so tell me, man, what was your thoughts on last night's game? Um, I think it was a needed win for the Lakers, um, obviously, because to be honest, uh, in the first half, I was kind of, I wouldn't say concerned necessarily, but I said, hmm, I wonder if this could go the way game three went. And, um, you know, that wouldn't have been good to pull the series 2-2 because obviously we're both pulling for the Lakers for this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but man, I thought they, they really – they showed up, especially LeBron. I think he showed up and did his thing like he always does. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of uh, Caldwell Pope for getting yeah. – I think he got 15 points. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm glad to see the other guys chipping in like that. And, um, you know, and, and this was even with well, – I think Bam came back. So I, this was even with Bam coming back, which was nice. Um, you know, that they were able to pull out the win. Um, you know, cause, because game three, man, that just wasn't, it didn't look like them on the court, to be honest. Um, yeah. but, but overall, overall Lakers did, did a really good job. Um, I think that they're, they're going to close out the next game, especially cause they're wearing their, their Mamba uniforms. As Anthony Davis said, he don't can't like, he, he can't lose in the Mamba uniforms. So, uh, I would definitely say that they're. They're gonna, you know, pull this one out. What about you? Yeah, uh, no, nah, I, I agree. I, I, I think the same. Um, you know, just looking at the stats last night from Game Four, uh, LeBron eight of sixteen, fifty percent from the field. Okay, twenty-eight points, twelve boards, eight assists, six turnovers. Hmm. Um, Anthony Davis same eight of sixteen, twenty-two points, nine boards, four blocks, and was a plus seventeen. That's the thing. It was a plus 17. Um, I mean, he, he, he wasn't that great in game three. I don't know. I, I think with the Lakers, man, it was just one of those games where they just weren't there. You know, they, they just didn't have their legs underneath them. Again, you know, with them all being in the bubble, you know, they're only getting a day of rest. You know, whereas, you know, before, you know, they would probably play like they would play like game one on a Thursday and then one wouldn't play again until 
maybe that Sunday, if that makes sense, for like a game two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they switch cities. Uh, and then you'll see him again on a Tuesday. And then I think the next one will probably be like that Friday or something like that. So, I mean, it's um, it, it's it's kind of crammed. But, you know, I think they're rolling with it, you know, the, the best way that they can. Um, just looking at them, just looking at this series in comparison to uh, the first, second and third rounds, I mean, they dominated 4-1, right? Yeah, each of them, um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, you figure, I, I, I kind of, I, what, did I, what did I say? I, I had the Lakers in six, out of respect for Miami, I had them in six. Lakers went in six? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we both so, had I them mean, in six. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't surprise me that, um, you know, that Miami got a win. Uh, here, I mean, just looking at again, looking at last night, Jimmy Butler, eight of 17, 22 points, 10 boards, nine assists, minus 11. Uh, Tyler Hero, eight of 18, 21 points, seven boards, was a minus 13. So, with them, they just weren't there with Bam at a bayou back, but I mean, he kind of had um, minimal impact. I mean, it, it wasn't enough to get them a win, I'll tell you that. Do you feel, um, do you feel bad? That like I mean I it's kind of a hard question for you I guess as a Lakers homer but like do you feel bad that Drogic doesn't get a shot to play in this series because he's hurt like I mean he was he's very crucial for the Heat clearly and um, I just feel bad for him because you know yesterday he tried to come out and practice and try to move to see if he could play and then you could see him on the sideline pretty much borderline yeah. tears because he wanted to be out there so bad and I can. My heart just goes out for him because I know how much he wanted to go play and he wants to be out there to help his team. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, that his his impact would help the Miami Heat win. No, because like, I, 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 I do not. I do not think it would help but, at all. But I don't think – I think that they would do, be doing better. Like, you know, like, like in game one, like the 116-98 to 98 win, I don't – I think it would have been closer if he was in it. Um, yeah, but they but they were both the Lakers were up eighteen when both because him and Bam went out at the same time. They were up eighteen, like they they were getting annihilated. Really, like I mean, for for one, like they, they came out running this zone defense. What is this? No, like, ten years. <laughs> Who's running a zone? Like, yeah, Anna. yeah, Anna. I understand. I I just still feel bad for him because I know that maybe you know yes, maybe the Heat didn't have their legs under them in, in Game One like you're you're claiming for Game Three for the Lakers, you know, and maybe that Game Two and Four would be differently with his presence around because the dude is good and he's pretty clutch. But I will say one thing: if you're gonna mean mug LeBron and the Lakers like Harrow did. Yeah, then you know what you, you know what's coming next. Like you don't, you lost. Like once you mean mug LeBron, the series is over. Like that's that mean mug was so. It, for for one, it was so corny. I'm like, <laughs> get this. Like really? Like are, are, are we really? For one, like, I I couldn't even tell what the hell he was doing. And then when they said he was mean mug, and I'm like, <laughs> that's a mean mug. I can find a fucking puppy dog that can mean mug. Uh, <laughs> Harder than that? Serious? No, man. It's just probably because he looks so young or something like that. You know, he's only two years out of high school. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Like this, 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 
play the games. <laughs> I'm trying to hear all that, man. See all that, all that nonsense. Because you just, you just look stupid. For one, why are you mean mugging? You're down at that time. You're down two uh, one in a series. Uh, well, you're down two zero, and now you find yourself down three one. I, I don't. It's, is it gamesmanship? Like, uh, what are you really doing? And then the whole, you know, Jimmy Butler thing. Well, he said it was. Uh, what did he say? Was series is over? So, or, or no? They, uh, he said he claimed that LeBron said um, they were in trouble. Yeah, something LeBron like that. Yeah. Him, but, oh, yeah. but I think and and Jimmy just said that he only said it back to him because you know yeah. LeBron said it to him. But oh, so so he ain't really so he ain't really mean it. So Jimmy must know they're gonna get the ass. Yeah, some I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I think the Heat all know because I mean, the Lakers are a good team. So <laughs> I just I don't know. I think they went into it knowing that they may maybe not shouldn't even have been there. I mean, because they were the fifth seed going into the playoffs and just being in the finals. I mean, I know that in their hearts that just being in the finals is never enough. They want to win, obviously. But I think in their yeah. heads, they know that the shot and the chances to win are rather slim. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer your first question about Gorn. Do I feel bad? Yes, I do. Um, just from an athlete's perspective, it, it's very hard, you know, getting to a championship game. Um, I don't believe Gorn. Yeah, Gorn has never been to an NBA Finals before, at least not not one that I call no, in recent history. I don't think so. Um, I mean, Phoenix so never no, so went, I mean, I, so. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I do feel bad for him because, again, these, these things are hard to get to. There's no telling that, um, you know, that, that, that Miami will make it back. You know, I mean, do I, do I believe that they have a good team? Yes, but guess what? You're also going to, have to deal with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next year uh, with Brooklyn, and then this this whole bubble thing. Um, yeah, I mean, let's 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 just be honest. I mean, some of the teams they, I don't, I don't think they were all the way in it. No, mentally. No, I mean, well, Clippers, the Clippers, the Clippers are not getting any pass on that though. They are the one exception to the rule, by the way. Okay. Is that just, just, be, just, just because, and it's not because of my homework. <laughs> it's just because they were the heavy favorites to win the title, and you didn't even get out of the second round. They are, yeah. Well, they're they're the one. They're the team that had all the elite players on it that were, that, like you said, there's a reason why they were the favorites. So. Like, and if you weren't going to show up to the bubble mentally, then that's on you. But the rest of the teams, okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of see that um, mm-hmm. because maybe they realized that just, they didn't have a shot to begin with. I just look at, when I look at the makeup of the Eastern Conference, um, so let's see, who, 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 I guess, who are the top dogs, right? So, so right now, yeah, Bucks. But are they really? I mean, I, I think they got exposed. They need to add more. Giannis needs to add more to his game. I mean, he's just downhill and kick. Has no jumper whatsoever. Uh, when I look at Boston, do they have any dogs? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I they, they don't have any dogs. I don't, no, I don't think Tatum is a dog by any means either. Um, I, I think he's, he's a very good player. He's a star player, but he doesn't have that dog type mentality. He doesn't play with that that toughness like that that I see out of like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. They also um, with that locker room issues. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn again, no Kyrie, no Katie this year. So, you know, they, they kind of got all they could get 
um, out of that team. Toronto, um, you know, losing uh, Kawhi Leonard, losing Kawhi Leonard, it, it was it was it wasn't impactful, but it was yeah. right because they, they they lost their star, they they lost their guy, they lost their. Um, the the Raptors it's, the Raptors remind me of the Spurs if that makes sense just good team play it makes them a very yeah. competitive team regardless of who they're playing but they need yeah. that star to take them to the next level which is what yeah. Kawhi was for them yeah they'll always they'll, Toronto will always be around I just um, I just don't see them winning but but anyway um, now I'm just sitting here just looking at uh, the series averages Jimmy Butler averaging 19 points per game, uh, seven rebounds, seven assists, and then you got LeBron on the other side, 25 points, uh, eight boards, 10 assists per game. And then, oh yeah, let's let's add Anthony Davis uh, to that equation. I just don't think Miami has the firepower. I mean, again, I, they are a good team. I think they're they're a uh, they're an up and coming team. Uh, when you got guys like. Uh, Tyler Hero, who came out of nowhere. Bam at a Bayou, who came out of nowhere. Um, I like the Jay Crowder addition. I mean, he helps them on the defensive end. I like Duncan Robinson, the way he comes off those uh, high screens and and, and and puts it up. I mean, literally just not, not even off the bounce. It's, it's catch and shoot. I mean, it, the guy has such a quick release. Um, again, they, they, they have a talented team. Um... But in the finals, you need stars. The finals is about stars. Stars win titles. And hell, I, I don't really even see. Well, well no, I don't, not that I don't really see. I know Jimmy Butler's. He's not a. Is Jimmy Butler a top 10 player in the NBA? Would you think? Ooh, no. I don't think so. Close. If he's not, he's, he's close. So. Close. I, I've always been a Jimmy Butler fan. Um, so you might be asking the wrong guy here. Uh, because I have to go through all the names of who I really think is, you know, top top ten. Because I know, you know, you got KD, Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, AD, stuff like that. But in terms of was Jimmy Butler was was he second team All NBA? Uh, I don't think so. No. But then he's not a top ten player. Well, uh, well, oh. I don't know. We could talk about that another day. I need to do. I need to get my top ten down to make sure to see what it is. Because if he's not top ten, he's definitely top fifteen for me personally. Because I think he's. I think he's. Let's look at it. Let's look at it for this year. Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Dame Dollar, the Joker, and Pascal Siakam. That was second team. Was he third? No, was that second team? Was that second team? Yeah, that was second. Yeah, that was second team. So let's see what. Let's. Okay. Yeah, he was third team. Okay. Okay, so he's a top fifteen player. That's fair. But you gotta think at his position, though. Like, yeah, there's so many people in his position that are better than him. But like, do I think Jimmy Butler's better than Chris Paul? Yes. Do I think Jimmy Butler's better than Pascal Siakam? Yes. Uh, But. But in mm-hmm. terms of like, you know, I mean, it's just the way these guys. Who was more impactful though this year? You think Jimmy Butler was more impactful than than, than CP? No. CP led a team in the Western Conference that shouldn't even been in. Yeah, the no, I mean, and he got a. I got it. I mean, like, I understand all that. And impact is different than like being a top player. 
um, to me because, like, yes, like, you know, it's kind of like how, how Giannis won the MVP. Like, is Giannis more impactful than LeBron? No, not at all. But, like, for some reason, Giannis got the MVP. So it's just that they they view they view these things a little differently when it comes to awards sometimes. So, I mean... They gave it. They gave it to Giannis because he's shooting a higher field goal percentage. Uh, he's got a higher points per game average and a higher rebound point per average. I mean, for they're. I mean, they're they're both forwards. I think I think so, you'll see a continuation of what you've been seeing from Jimmy Butler in the playoffs next season. I, I'm pretty sure about it, and and I just think that like he. When he was in Philly, he w- he was unfortunately like fourth option essentially because you had Embiid, Simmons, and Harris, and I think even Horford. Like you know, I mean, they had all these names, and Jimmy really wasn't getting touches like he should be getting. And then you have the whole debacle, yeah. uh, what was going on in Minnesota. Uh, yeah. But when dude, when he was on Chicago, man, he was the dude, and he was good. Um, so yeah. I think that we're going to see that more. Now, do I think something like, you know, how in game three, Jimmy's Butler scored 40. Uh, do I think that Jimmy's going to be like, you know, a James Harden style player? No, no, not at all. Um, but, but Jimmy, I think, you know, like you say, he's averaging 19 in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged in the low twenties next season. And, and if he has the assists and the rebounds to to pick up the slack out of the scoring, then yeah, I would put him top ten. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this question. So who's your finals MVP? Oh, uh, LeBron. Um, just because he showed up every game, uh, even in the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Lakers would have been completely blown out in Game Three if it wasn't for LeBron's presence. Um, because, you know, like you say, the Lakers might have had an off night or they might have not had their legs under them. Man, LeBron doesn't have that. Like, and he honestly, from the media perspective, he doesn't even get the luxury because they're already dogging him essentially for, for almost averaging a triple-double because they just don't think he's doing enough, you know. And I just I don't agree with that mindset. It just shows you how great LeBron is. And it shows you that he doesn't really ever take days off, regardless of what the score of the game is. Um, and yeah, so for just those purposes, just because he showed up in Game Three on a loss, and ever since you know Game Two, he's been playing, in my perspective, better than AD. Um, you know, has he really though? I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, if you're averaging almost averaging a triple double in in the finals. Like why, why, why wouldn't you get MVP? Did you see AD's game one numbers though? I mean, thirty-four points, nine boards, five assists. The dude was a plus twenty-three. I'm, I'm telling you that that plus minus that uh, that means yeah. A but lot. I mean, that look at his game lot. three, and there was no bam. Like, how does that happen? You just I, I question myself that way. Just like. How does someone like 80s potential and how does he do something like he did in game one and not reproduce it for game two, three, and four? And especially when the player that's supposed to be guarding him is hurt and out. Like, I don't understand it. And so that's the thing about AD with me 
I mean, I could be at fault about this, but I I don't see consistency from AD. I mean, there's a reason why when he was in New Orleans, they never went far in the playoffs. And he, oh, come on, man, no, on. seriously, I mean, it, like, who's, who's he really rolling? It, it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. Is that he should be skilled enough to be able to take the game over if everyone else is not doing their look like all right, let's take game three, LeBron, for example. Okay? If if A D was able to just have games like that and games that the Lakers lost, like then I'd be like, Okay, well AD's showing up regardless, so and yeah, he had an amazing game one, so MVP. But for LeBron to just be the, the the guy every game, and he doesn't have to score the most points. He doesn't even have to get the most assists or the most rebounds. But his stats in a collective have been so good that I can't I can't deny that he, he's he's gonna be MVP. Now I will say that his turnovers are a little suspect. LeBron's turnovers they kind of he needs yeah. to clean that up a little bit. Um, but but I mean. Nothing's telling me that those turnovers are essentially hurting their chances to to lose the game. I mean, I know that's kind of weird weird to say, Dude, but they, he had he had six. I think that was more. That was more than the team. I think that that was close to like the team. The other guys collectively. Yeah, but I mean, he's like you know he's your point forward man. He has the ball in his hands so much that you know, I would expect some turnovers. It's almost. I mean, listen, he's not as careless as someone like Russell Westbrook is. Like, Russell Westbrook has the ball in his hands a lot, and that boy turns over the ball all the time. Like, it's a, almost a guaranteed turnover when he brings the ball up the court. Um, but, like, you know, I would expect a, a larger amount of turnovers from LeBron just the amount of time he, he handles the ball. But, I mean, listen, I'll just say this. If AD got the MVP, I wouldn't be upset, nor would I be shocked. But I just think LeBron deserves it. Okay, I mean, I, I I will say this. I think right now it is a tie. I mean, I'm looking at '80s numbers for Game Two: 32 points, 14 boards. So I mean, he '80 outplayed LeBron in in, in in Games One and Two. I think I think that there's no mistake about it. I think the argument that you're making is maybe LeBron's play is probably consistent across the board. Um, where okay so yeah i i get it you know there's a ding you know ad gets a ding for you know 15 points five rebounds what the hell is that you were minus 26 um but then when when you go look at uh 80s game four numbers are not uh, bad you know uh his, his number from last night they weren't bad I'm, I'm just trying to pull it up here so um, while you're looking at that i'll just say this they've essentially played the same amount of minutes per game lebron 22 points. Here we go. 22 points, nine boards. Now, yeah, LeBron had a triple double. 28, 12. Um, no, 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 no. Almost had a triple double. 28, 12, and eight. I think it's neck to neck. I really do. I, I, I think this game five. If the Lakers can close it out, whoever has the better game five gets the MVP. Okay, I, okay, I could see that. But I'll just say this. As my last remark about this is. That they played essentially the same amount of minutes per game. Both are around 38. LeBron's 38.4. Anthony Davis is 30, just straight up 38. LeBron's averaging two more points a game, two more rebounds a game, 
and five more assists a game. And it. What's the plus minus? What's the plus minus though? I mean, I'm just looking at just looking at from from last night. Eighty, even with LeBron's near triple double, eighty was a plus seventeen to LeBron's minus two. LeBron accounted for six turnovers, almost half of the team with fifteen. And I get it that he's the guard, but he's. You, you no, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, the turnovers, <laughs> as I said, the turnovers is 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 definitely a thing. However, I mean, AD has 11 turnovers and LeBron has 16 turnovers for the series so far. So, I mean, it's only AD's only got five less than him. And I mean, neither of that is good. I mean, compared to the rest of the team, the next highest is six with Kyle Kuzma. No, I'm sorry, not, oh my yeah, six with Kyle Kuzma, um, and but having sixteen and eleven, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't think either the, neither of them should have as many turnovers as they do. And you look at the rest of the team and their turnovers. But yes, LeBron does have more. Yes, that's a fault in his series. Um, I mean, AD is shooting sixty percent. LeBron shooting fifty four percent. AD's three percentage is. 50% which is amazing 54% actually um, but I don't know I just think when you look at you know just this, how they're doing every game over the course of the entire series I have to give it to LeBron what if it came down to free throw shoot? free throw shoot? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to AD AD shooting 100% from yes the yes yes right. yes Yes, I mean I. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault it if they went with Anthony Davis. Like I'm not gonna come on here and be like, oh man, they shouldn't have given Anthony Davis. I just think if I had a vote, I would go with LeBron. Right. I got you. No, I, I I just feel like, um, it, it is a very tight race. I don't think it's decided just just yet. Um, I think it will be decided if the Lakers close out on Friday night. Whoever has the best game of the two, they will okay, be the I can MVP. Agree to that. They'll be the MVP. Um, so you got Lakers yeah, closing out on Friday. Same deal. Anyway, um, so let's take a quick break pay some bills uh, when we come back Major League Baseball in the playoffs alright some good series going underway um, stay with us so Brandon man MLB postseason underway uh, got some pretty interesting matchups uh Braves over the Marlins right now, um, 2-1 in a, 2-0 in a series. Dodgers 1-0 over the Padres. They played last night uh, in the American League. Houston um, 2-1 over the A's. And Yanks and Rays tied at one apiece. What's your thoughts, man? What, what are what are some of the games that you're looking at? I know your O's aren't in it. <laughs> um, damn, man. <laughs> uh, you had to bring that up, huh? Uh Actually, so so obviously my pick was was the Braves, um, yeah. and 
I've been kind of paying attention to them, what they're doing, um, and they look pretty good. Uh, so mm-hmm. far, they had kind of an offensive outburst uh, in their in their game one against the Marlins. Um, and this, the game today, I didn't get the catch, but you know, I see they won two nothing. So it seemed like a pitcher's duel. Um, the other series I've been paying attention to is uh, the Rays and Yankees series. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The Rays had struck out the besides Gio, uh, he he has been on a, on a on a tear recently in terms of hitting. I think he has. Uh, he was like the first Yankee to hit. A home run in four straight playoff games, and um, I mean he's been hitting just bombs, man. Uh, and he was the only re- only bit of offense on the Yankees in Game One against the Rays because uh, the Rays, over the course of their three pitchers they had play in the game, they had struck out 18 Yankees, uh, and that was a playoff record for the Yankees in terms of how many yes. times they've struck out. Um, so. So yeah, the, the the Rays won Game Two off of that, but man, the Yankees destroyed them in Game One. So they're playing right now, zero zero at the end of the first. Um, so I'll enjoy probably watching that game and uh, seeing what happens. Um, you know, I don't I don't really like either team as they're both AL East teams, but I did pick the Yankees <laughs> to kind of win this uh, this series. So you know, I'll pull for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, the the uh, this Padres Dodgers series looks pretty entertaining. It looks like a almost it was like a pitcher's duel for the most part uh, yeah, last night, on, yeah. right? But then the Dodgers mm-hmm. kind of just uh, woke up at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I, I think what it is that's probably just what, what it's going to come down to is the pitching. Um, and we talked about this earlier. The Padres they they just don't have uh, the depth. I didn't know they had uh, what is it, uh, Clevenger? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had him. Really? Yeah, he, he hasn't been with them all year though, has he? Because he, he's an American League guy though. He hasn't been with them all year, has he? Um, actually, I'm not sure really, but I, I mean, he's clearly there now, uh, producing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so yesterday, um. Like somebody asked me, like, uh, gosh, I, I can't remember what the uh, the question. I guess like that that pre pitch movement. Oh my gosh, this this shit again. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but that shit was funny for me, man. Man, I just throw the damn ball. I responded to you on on Facebook about that. That pitchers do yeah. pitchers do that. They have little little things about them to try to keep the batter off rhythm. So you know, the batter can't tell what. You know when the pitcher's gonna pitch. You know because this dude. You know I could tell. I mean obviously he was making some like little like movement steps. You know but like yeah. as a batter, you know you're trying to find is it every fifth step he does this? Is it every you know how many times does he do this before he gets you know releases the ball? Like is there something I can pick up on the game to gain the rhythm of my swing after he does that? So that kind of yeah. him doing that it really just like. A, affects the batter in a way to keep them off rhythm and honestly it, it was working uh, clearly yeah um yeah and it, he's throwing some smoke man yeah he was and and you know i kind of a lot i wouldn't say all pitchers do that because if you look uh i think i could be incorrect in this but i'm almost positive but cueto has different variations on how he throws the ball 
Um, like, I mean, he could be in full windup, but the way he picks up his leg, the slide steps, everything, I mean, he'll, he'll, he will deliver the ball to you and it'll, they'll all be fastballs, but he'll look, they'll all have like five different looks on like in the same at bat and you'll never know which one's coming. And because of that, the batters cannot pick up a rhythm with him. And that's why he is one of the better pitchers in the league. So I, w- I wouldn't say that something like that is uh, popular amongst pitchers. I think you're just seeing it more and more. And it does. I, I think if you have a pitcher that can do that well, uh, like, you know, get the batter off rhythm like that, then they're going to they're going to show themselves, you know, in, in a good performance like like the Padres pitcher had. But clearly bullpen is the issues for the Padres. Yeah. And, you know, just um. I was really impressed with Walker Bueller, the way he got out of that fifth inning. Um, it looked like at one point, you know, uh, San Diego, they were just getting ready to go in for the kill again. Um, bases loaded. Everybody knows that San Diego, San Diego, they lead MLB in grand slams. And uh, Profar, he was up. Yeah. And it, it didn't work out. Uh, Walker Bueller ended up striking him out. Um but also Dustin May, you know, I mean, he came out at one point. I, he, he had threw a 98 and then back to back 100 mile an hour fastballs. And um, yeah, and, and, and Dave Roberts ended up pulling him because we're going to count on if, if this is going to be a long series, say perhaps a five game series. I would definitely expect to see Dustin May again at some point. Um but no, I, I, I was really impressed. And then, um, you know, the team kind of got going, you know, later. Um, you know, Cody Bellinger ended up getting a hit. Uh, Justin Turner ended up getting on. I mean, I think you guys didn't get a hit until like the sixth inning or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it was relatively late. So, you know, I, I, I was, again, I was impressed. Um, the one thing, I I just want them to just to get started earlier. Because, again, you know, when I look at a team like Atlanta, you know, they – I don't think they got off to a super slow start, but they, you know, they was down three, you know, four, one, and then they just exploded yep. early in the game. And it, it, it just seems like from there, they, they just dominated. Um, but Atlanta, man, like they've really been in a national league. Like they've been, you know, one of the hotter teams. They have, I mean, they, they've had games where they've scored above 20, 20 runs. Um, I think yeah. a couple times actually. And that's absurd. Like when you're scoring that many runs against another major league baseball team, that is just that's offensive power completely. And yeah. and to be honest, man, it, they're showing they can play both styles of games, close or blowouts. Because you know in regular season, like I said, they have, they've scored a lot of runs in some games. And this game one, nine five as the total, so they scored a lot of runs again. And then today's game, they won just two nothing, but. They could play that other style. The, the closed quarter games for pitching matters. It, it shut the Marlins down. Didn't allow them to score a single run. So uh, when you could do both like that, when, you know, depending on game flow and how everything is going, I mean, that's a tough team to beat for sure. Yeah. So out of who's currently left, uh, who do you have? What out of? Um, out of the, the eight out teams the or whatever? Yeah. I, I, really out of the American League. Because I know you got Atlanta winning their series um, over the Marlins. And you have us, Dodgers, over the Padres. But 
What are your American League picks? Who, who, who you got? You got Houston. I don't want Houston. I like. I Houston. don't want Houston to win. I, that's just that's the like, whatever whatever it is, man. No Houston, please. I just want them out of our stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got I got Houston, uh, Houston and, and the Yanks um, in the ALCS. Uh, but no, nah, anyway, back, back to my other point. Now, I, I don't understand. I, they're calling us a bubble. Why don't they just keep the teams with the higher seeds? Why don't they just allow them to play at home? I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I guess they just wanted it to be um, kind of like the real deal of the playoffs, you know. Um, but that is the, they're taken away from the real deal. Though. What do you mean? They, they go, they, they swap, swap back and forth in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's just weird when I see um, the Astros hitting a home run and the damn balls hitting the Dodgers fan head or fan cutout. Like, what? It's, it's just weird. Yeah. That I don't, you know, that they're playing at Dodgers. Stadium. The Astros are? They're serious. Yeah, the Astros and the A's, they're, they're at Dodgers. Oh, I did not know that. Why? I don't know. That's 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 what I was uh, talking about by the I guess this whole quote unquote bubble thing and us we're we're in Houston. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe uh, yeah. yeah, that doesn't I did not know that and that shows my lack of paying attention to where these teams are. <laughs> but uh, like that's weird. That is weird yeah. weird. Wait, are we are we in, are, are, are we in Houston or or it might be it might be um Texas Rangers Stadium. Okay, and that's so weird. Yeah, but but yeah, but they're either way. Like they're they're not in their uh, respective stadiums. I th- I agree. I just I thought I I thought that. So was the Yankees weird. not well, playing in New York. Um, I am not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. As, as, as far as some of the other teams, I I am not sure. It it just it it just dawned on me um, this series. Like when when they moved us when they moved us to Texas, oh, like that that didn't make sense. That's so weird. Like like they're not the Dodgers. They're not letting the Astros use their dugout, their locker room. Oh yeah, that is weird. The Yankees Rays are playing at Petco Park. Yeah. What what in the world? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't I don't like this at all. I don't like this at one bit. Like let yeah, them just play so in their I'm, home I'm, stadium. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I wonder I kinda wonder if this is a uh maybe a COVID thing. And what I mean and this is just a theory, but you know, I mean you're more prone to go out when you're at home, uh, yeah. Right? Versus, versus when you're, and that, that's just a theory. I don't know. Nobody quote me on this, but it's just, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, man. Um, now episode eleven, good show. Um, some good again, some good playoff games tonight. Um, Dodgers playing a game two against the Padres at home. Uh, you mean that? Well, well oh, at at. <laughs> The Rangers Stadium. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, that they, they, they are the home team. <laughs> this is wild. This is but, wild. Um, yeah, but uh, but anyway, man. So where where can his fans find uh, you? Instagram, Twitter, uh, B Myers mm-hmm. underscore Mooch. Um, you know, give me a follow. Talk some sports. 
Got you. And, and same for me, Coach Reggie, Coach underscore underscore Reggie, R-E-G-G-I-E. And um, on that note, man, episode 11 in the books. See ya. We out. <laughs>